Happy Labor Day, all. This is Felix, age 29, radiology pre-registration specialist for a business office at a hospital. Uh, let's see. Our favorite, our common favorite thing this week is our favorite style of dance, and that's gonna have to be crumping. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. You you know good well that's not your real answer. I can't, I can't. Uh, no. Um, probably breaking. I think breaking just it is so interesting to watch, and and just the crazy flares and, and all that stuff is is just really mesmerizing. I do, I don't doubt that other styles of dance require you know strength and like physical strength and all that, but just some of these moves and just what I've seen on like on like compilation videos on on Facebook is insane. Well, the big thing for that, too, is body control. Yeah. I feel like you might not find that in some other styles of dancing. It's a real full body control thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll go with that. Secret favorite thing for this week is favorite crumper. And I'm going to have to go with... I don't like this person as a person. I can't lie. His dancing is... You know, I I can't take that away from him. It's Chris Brown. Shame, shame, shame. (laughs) So. <laughs> What's up, everyone? This is Jim, age 29, statistician and volunteer tutor. My favorite style of dancing, uh, it's got to be line dancing. I'm not going to lie. What? You know, I love going to, like, you know, cookouts and stuff. Oh, man. that's As a kid, you know, you do, you know, the electric side, electric side, cha-cha side, like that. Because... It's not so much that I really enjoy the dances themselves, but it kind of takes me back to, you know, being a kid. And it, it was, I don't know. I just like doing that stuff, you know. And honestly, sometimes I like, get waiting. So I'm just like, all right, it's just, it's time to be cheesy as hell. So when it's on, I, I fully lean into it. You know, I'm not really ashamed to admit that. All right, Mr. Chris Brown, you can laugh at me. It's fine. Because my favorite crumper is obviously Yuki Barnes. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to spoil it. That's uh, that. I didn't want to spoil it yet. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm just being honest. I'm here. putting an editor's note in here that Chris Brown is my second favorite crumper. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see if I put that. In. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that All right, was here. that was pretty short. Let's just get into the episode then. All right, let's do it. show so come on in take off those shoes and let's get started so we are on episode 14 this week we're Mm -hmm. rounding third coming home and we're gonna be looking at episodes 36 through 38 of boys and girls in the city uh before we get started just want to wish y'all a happy labor day um hopefully you guys got off so you have a nice three-day weekend and this is our first time that we can stay current <laughs> with our intro. What are you doing for Labor Day? Just chilling. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, work's been rough this week, so 
yeah, I think I'm just gonna take it easy with uh with the gif, the gif, gif, with yeah. your collection of gifs. Yeah, my collection of jars of yeah. Oh, I thought I thought gif the peanut butter. <laughs> I just imagined myself with jars of peanut butter. You can do that too. Yeah, you can do both. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Honestly, the same thing. And I forgot it was Labor Day until someone mentioned it at work, and I. uh you know, it's always a welcome piece of news when you realize that you have a day off coming up or mm. even, you know, like you might get out early. So that was pretty cool. So I don't think I'm going to do much, man. Honestly, there are some movies that I've been hoping to watch. Um, but that's about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what Labor Day is for. I don't think it's for like an extra party day on the weekend or anything like that. I think it is just for... That's the whole thing of it, isn't it? Just keeping a day for yourself and not working. Yeah, it's a celebration of the worker. I also have a box of truffles with my name on it, so uh, <laughs> I'm ho- I'm hoping to polish those off <laughs> all on Monday. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Keep us updated. I will. Okay. All right. So as I said, we're rounding third. We're coming home for episode thirty-six. So uh, let's get right into it because there's a lot of new stuff in the house uh and the newest thing is mr yuki burns or barnes as they say I and i don't know why barnes. they do that uh i don't know either it might just have something to do with the romanji of or the the, the the way that their uh alphabet works i was thinking it might have been like an r thing because they kind of like even the way they say barnes there's not really that that r sounds so i wondered if it was just kind of that's a word or like a phoneme that's maybe hard for Japanese people to pronounce or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, probably. Yeah. In any case, he comes in. Uh, he's a pretty he's a pretty cool looking guy, and I kind of hesitated there because he has a very sort of '90s vibe to him. Like his hair, his the hair way style, he dresses, yeah. it's kind of dated, but he pulls it off, so Does it looks he? cool. Does I mean, he? I yeah. I think the whole thing, like his whole thing and what he does, which we'll get into very shortly, it's a cohesive look for him. Like his aesthetic is cohesive. He has some pretty big shoes to fill. So I'm that maybe that's why I'm looking at him from like under a microscope. <laughs> Everyone's their own person, man. Yeah. That hairstyle that hairstyle is though. That I cannot do that hairstyle. Most people can't, and that's the thing is that it's you really have to have that whole thing. And honestly, when he came in, it, it was a bit jarring because I thought, oh, that's again, he looks pretty dated, mm-hmm. kind of like he got stuck in like a time warp. Like he saw like a Backstreet Boys video and was like, oh, this is cool. Like I'm not going to change my hair for <laughs> 15 years or so. But again, it works for him. It's just it's a bit strange. Uh, he comes in and apparently he was like a some some sort of a child star because Misaki recognizes him right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, I, I never, I didn't do any research into what TV show he was on, but he was on it. He said from like the fifth to the ninth grade. So I did a little bit oh, of digging, so not a whole lot. Yeah, I well, I did some research, and I, I also couldn't find the like the name of the show, but I did find a video. It seemed like it was almost like a kids' bop type music video, and I don't know <laughs> if it was like a kids, you know, where the kids sing, or if uh-huh. it's like one person. It's funny because she recognized him, but she doesn't really seem like I think if I saw someone like if I saw Macaulay Culkin, I think I, I would freak out. She seems pretty casual about it, which I thought was kind of, in, you know, an interesting reaction to have. Would you, though? Well, she I, I think her reaction was appropriate. 
Would you really freak out if you saw Macaulay Culkin? I think I would, especially if he were moving into my house with me. Oh, uh, like, okay. Oh, right. shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they were... Kid. I don't know. I didn't seem... From the level of the, the, the content from the TV show that you were just saying, it doesn't seem like if it were to be like The Rock <laughs> to move in the house or something like that. I think I think it was a, a pretty appropriate reaction. And I guess with her being in the talent business, it's probably she's mm, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. come into contact with other people that she's seen from shows she used to watch as a kid. So, yeah, it might not be such a crazy thing for her. So he comes in and he talks about what he does. They ask him and he's a dancer and specifically he is a crumper, which I just I didn't see coming. I'll be honest. It totally caught me. <laughs> off guard and it's again it's kind of like that dated thing like i know there are crumpers today in 2018 but that was just the last thing i expected i mean really from anyone on tara's house and it was uh it was kind of jarring like he said it like i went back i was like oh did i (laughs) did i read that caption correctly did i mishear that and i did not (laughs) yeah he's a crumper yeah like in the intro I, it says professional dancer, doesn't it? It might say hip hop dancer. Okay. Oh man, I it's can't. one of the two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have any of our listeners if you're a crumper. It just it blindsided us. So I don't know. That's why I find it so amusing. That's the last thing because we have models, uh, server, and all, the, and then all of a sudden we get a crumper. So I don't know. for me, I didn't think they were dedicated crumpers. I would think that would fall under the general umbrella of hip hop dancing, but mm-hmm. he's he's he really seems to specialize in crumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For better or for worse. For, for, yeah, I I personally didn't really know of crumping before this. Yeah. So I I just would st- if I were to see him dance, I would just be like, oh, that's like hip hop dance. I that that just might be ignorant of me. I feel like it's kind of an established style, but he does what he does. And his dream is to be a backup dancer for Chris Brown. So he's really serious about it. Even though those backup dancers don't seem to get enough limelight, that still seems like a huge feat. Yeah, I think to be a backup dancer for anyone that big, it's it's a big deal. I mean, that's exposure, right? What I wanted to point out again was, did you notice, I think it was Tereshima who said, are you half? And it just wanted me to bring the conversation back to that whole discussion about how in Japanese culture it just seems so normal to just call out somebody and say, like, call them half a... It's odd because he's far from the only half Japanese person on the show. He's but like the third, right? It seems to be pretty common. Well, you have Armon, Hikaru, uh, is that it? Yeah, and then Yuki. I think that's it. And yeah, and then Yuki. But yeah, like you said, it comes out, it's, you know, there's no hesitation, like, oh, I'm either, I'm sorry to ask this, or I hope you don't mind that I ask this. But yeah, but it comes out, and it's, it's, it rolls off the tongue for Tadashima. The difference in Yuki's answer compared to Hikaru and Armand, and it's, it's because of what his other half is. So he says he's half American. And I, I kind of find that funny. I mean, when I think of Americans, I mean, we can be many different things, but it seems like, American is generally looked at as white. I mean, that's a feeling that I got from his answer because he didn't say like I'm half white or I'm half whatever. I'm half American because then it's, you know, the follow-up question wasn't, oh, what? You know, it's a nationality thing, which, yeah, I guess just, you know, that's the way it works over there. So that's brought right up. Some of the ladies seem to really be into it. I mean, 
Momo Chan says that she like when she meets him eventually. It's a little bit later, but she says that she loves crumping. She's she, I think she says it's her favorite style, right? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, which is also pretty unexpected. <laughs> yeah, it's like wouldn't it be ballet for her? I I don't know. Yeah, you might think so, right? Maybe outside of ballet, what her favorite style is. Even then, ah, whatever. Yeah, I guess that's like a musician appreciating different genres of music. Yeah, right. It's like like a rock drummer might like pop or classical or hip-hop or something right? yeah no no, no I, like I, feel you, I feel you i feel yeah that's a good way of putting it yeah and misaki mentions that there's there's really early indication that she's into him she talks about how good he'd look in white tights when they're talking about dancing she really doesn't hide her initial attraction to him <laughs> yeah no not at all good for misaki you get yours girl i was glad that she said that uh so later on not too much later on we see tadashima and riko and they're talking and it, it, there's kind of like a little side discussion over dinner and it wasn't the focal point of the dinner conversation but you can hear tadashima kind of off screen say let's hang out it's captioned but he says let's hang out and riko says i don't want to but then when he leaves she leaves right after that and I was like, well, what's what's going on? Like, it, it, I don't know. It was kind of weird. But I, nothing about their relationship thus far has been normal. I think, you know, we've expressed our, uh, mm-hmm. you know, our concerns about it. After dinner, we see Burns and Misaki. They're flirting. So it seems like, you know, Misaki had indicated her interest in Burns. But he seems to be reciprocating. They're flirting over doing the dishes. That could be good. Because it seemed like they had, like, sort of a natural... I mean, they just met each other, but it seemed pretty natural. You know, the flirtation seemed pretty cool. I think that it was Misaki making a move because originally we found out that Misaki is not a clean person. When Nachan asked her, are you a clean person? And she was like, no, not really. (laughs) So I I I thought that was a tall tale sign that she was definitely trying to spend some some one one-on-one time with uh our new crumper friend rico is kind of featured in this episode both in and outside of her budding relationship with hayato so she is talking to yuki i mean she she seems like she's pretty interested in yuki as well and she asks him what he thinks about misaki and he doesn't really hide it he says yeah like i'm kind of into her and she's kind of feeling out a little bit so, you know, maybe she kind of has her eyes on Yuki as well. Because later on, she's talking with her friends, and she comes right out, and she's like, yeah, this new guy has moved in, and he's just my type. He's tall, and he's half Japanese. Which, going back to the are-you-half thing, that whole issue of race and multiculturalism in Japan, that is also a funny statement to me, because, I mean, half Japanese and half what? I mean, think of anything mm-hmm. else that other half could be. It. How how can you say something like that? I don't, that's that was my initial problem. It, it just seems so too natural for people to 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 just say half or like someone that's half Japanese, either may may be bad or a statement or I guess like a fetish or you know I, I don't. Yeah, it could be. It was just it really it's so open. I mean, yeah. there's got to be like half Jap and half what? It just, it seems so open-ended, but mm-hmm. it seemed like her friends knew what she was talking about. So I guess there's really no problem in the context of the show there. Uh, later on, we see Rico studying 
this is so good because we see her interact with Burns one-on-one and then with Tadashima. And Burns comes in. I was, you know, we were kind of shitting on him earlier, but he seems kind of like a smooth sort of guy. Like, not not in a smarmy, smooth way, but just he seems kind of, like, relaxed and pretty chill. Like, he seems like he kind of has a good flow to him. And his conversation with Rico was pretty smooth, and it was, you know, he lets her study. You know, he comes in, and he goes right back out. He lets her study. And then Tadashima comes in, and he seems kind of panicky. And I couldn't really find the word to describe him earlier when he first came on the scene. But in looking at his interactions with Rico, it's kind of panicky. Like the questions, the constant statements of, oh, yeah, we're going to have a good time. Oh, we're doing this, we're doing that. It's kind of like a weird sort of reassurance vibe that I get from Tadashima. And seeing the contrast with him and Burns it was really interesting for me. Did you notice that with him or do you have well, any? Well, I mean, I wanted to like first touch on the the interactions with him and with Yuki and Rico first before yeah. that. I, I think... Th- it it was really interesting how the cut was with the editing with first having Rico talk to her friends and them saying, Oh, that's isn't that your type is like a half Japanese tall, attractive guy and you know seeing this scene it started to make me think, oh, wait, can this be a couple? Because they were, you know, I, I, as you said, he was pretty smooth and Rico was definitely feeding off of it. So at at that point, I was like, oh, maybe this, you know, maybe something can happen here. And to go into what you're asking, maybe that's why Tereshima was so maybe worried about Rico losing feelings for him and going more towards Yuki. So this uh, leads into Misaki talking to one of her friends. And so she's talking to her friend about Burns as well, just as Rico was talking to her friends. And Misaki, she's kind of like hot on the tails of what I was talking about, like the last few episodes where like this confidence that she has now, it really seems to be shining through. And she says, listen, I think my other housemate is attracted to him, but that's not going to stop me. Kind of like what Nachan was saying about Hansan having a girlfriend. You know, when they were talking in the girls room and she said, well, that doesn't really stop me. Misaki kind of had a similar sort of single-mindedness in terms of pursuing a guy that she's into which i liked and i mean that's kind of how it is you know you 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 know you don't want to hurt anyone but if you like someone you have to go for it i mean it it was a little bit different with hanzan because they were were already going out oh yeah yeah it's different i just meant the way that they both talked about it they're just kind of like well i don't care you know there's something that like is in their way i mean and with you know, with Natsumi, hers was a bit more serious, you know, in that it's, you know, someone that he is dating. But it's kind of like, screw it. If I like him, I'm going to go for it. And I don't really care what anyone else says or thinks. So after that, um, it's already kind of the end of the episode. You know, this was a bit of a short one. But we see everyone is hanging out except for Tadashima and Momochan. And Burns wastes no time. He asks Misaki out on a date. And... It's a little bit of a back and forth because she's like, oh, this is the, you know, the two of us are with everyone. And he said, well, I don't care. Like, either one is fine. But, you, you know, you, you got the idea that, you know, he wanted to be the two of them. And Rico just, I mean, she, she, she turns into evil Natsumi at the end. She, I mean, she glares a hole right through Misaki's head. She was pretty scary, See, man. That's that's what I mean with the 
with the timeline of things because originally when we first saw the interaction between Yuki and Rico, it seemed like totally Rico was playing Cupid for Yuki and and Misaki. No, like it, it definitely seemed like that when, when they're at the dinner table. I got more of the idea that she was just asking questions. Because it seemed pretty clear to me that she was into him as well. I didn't get as strong of a sense as her trying to match them up. I mean, she definitely warned them about Yokohama and how probably not to go there. Yeah. And he was, like, thankful for that. I don't know. I definitely, I, I got a pretty strong vibe from that, from that scene. Yeah. But then after it cut to, like, when she was studying... It kind of disappeared, like the Cupid character disappeared, and it was more just like, all right, now I'm going to try to flirt a little bit. She realized, I think, what maybe she had been doing, and she was like, oh, shit, actually, no. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe it's Rico just, time. Again, with the time lapse, I don't know exactly how much, how long or what other conversations they may have had, but it definitely seems that something's changed with Rico, and, and she started to become more interested. Yeah, totally. Uh, Before we get into 37, I just want to say, now that we've had this full episode with Yuki, you know, we have the full six again. I got to say, I'm not a huge fan of these six housemates as a unit. And it's the first time I've really felt like this. Yeah, no, I definitely, I I definitely feel you, man. And and this is not just my obsession over Hansan talking. It, it, It just seems... Because I don't like... We, we both don't really like Tereshima. He he definitely has that creeper vibe for him. Armand has kind of been a tertiary character. Like, on and off. He he just hasn't done much so far. And the whole thing with Misaki... He, well, Misaki, you said she's getting better. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of, like, mismatching characters... Uh, character personalities and no i definitely agree i I got that sense because the show has always been about at its core dating Mm -hmm. you can say well it's six trainers in a house like they say when the show begins but that's what it is because it's hey what's up what's your name are you half yes no what's your type (laughs) right there's been some love triangles and people tend to couple up and that's really no different here but as a whole, it just, it doesn't have the cohesion that I felt before. Like, they don't really seem, at least up until the end of this episode. And I know, again, Yuki just got there. But a lot of them seem pretty focused. Like, their sole focus is trying to date. Like, I feel like there's not a whole lot. The only exception might be, like, Rico and Misaki. They seem to be pretty good friends. Because Momochana is, like, for me, Momochana is like a glorified version of Arisa. She has this one thing, like this singular pursuit, and she's almost never there. When she is, she doesn't contribute a whole lot. It's a bit more than Arisa, but I get the same kind of vibe. I think it's going to get better. Um, But yeah, as of now, that's my stance on it. So this brings us into episode 37, and it starts at Yuki's Burger Joint, Golden Brown, which, Felix, we went to back in January. Yes, 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 yes. It It was really good. I had the best teriyaki burger I've ever had in my life. The you don't really get to see the atmosphere that much in, in the shot because it was more just up on the counter and, and behind the counter, right? Yeah. But when we went, it was in the middle of the week. 
you know, in toward like towards the like evening evening time, and I really like it was quiet. Not there was nobody in there, but it, the lighting. I I really enjoyed the the shop, the food, and the atmosphere that it gave off, and the employees were super nice also. Yeah, unfortunately, we could not see uh, Yuki there, which we were kind of hoping for. I was but, hoping uh, to see him like in the bathroom, you know, crumping in the bathroom, <laughs> but I didn't get my wish. <laughs> so I settled for a delicious burger instead, which was good. Yeah. We see Misaki and Yuki on the date, and he gets right into personal stuff. You know, they talk about her past. I thought it was moving a little fast, but I guess, you know, with her having been on the show, I mean, He's probably seen at least some of these episodes, so I guess if it's kind of out there, like it might not have been like too bad to bring up for him, you know? Yeah, I it, things were moving fast. I, I was when I was watching these episodes, I was actually watching it with my girlfriend, and I was asking, I, I asked, like, do you think this is kind of fast to to mention not an ex, but ex potential potential ex? I don't know how to put put it, but yeah. you say a former love interest. There, yes, former love interest, and she said, "Yeah, that seems a little bit too fast to to bring up all these things on on a, definitely on a first date. It seems like a red flag." They they were bringing up some interesting topics though with Misaki and being, as she puts it, traumatized with certain locations or words, and she brought up Yokohama, right? Right, and then she also brought up hot springs because of the whole hot springs debacle with Hikaru, and she says even at, just at the word she kind of shudders. I thought that was pretty interesting. I I know the the wounds are probably still fresh for her, but that that seems pretty extreme, no? Like for for somebody that you what you didn't actually go out with. This kind of ties into the whole moving fast thing because. Mm-hmm. As you said, she has some unresolved trauma as a result of that, which is fine. I mean, people get rejected and it it sucks. Yes. And we saw how hard it was for her. Um, it might have just been kind of like a warning sign for Burns to say, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. okay, so if we're going to try to date, because I mean, it's clear that there's a mutual interest there, right? Yes. So it's okay. If we're going to try to date, I don't like this. I don't like that. Maybe it's kind of her, again, it's like it's, it's the renaissance, right, that she yeah, is yeah, having yeah. where she's like, okay, I'll be straight up and here's what's cool and here's what's not cool, which isn't too – it's not too crazy for me. But what I do think is crazy, and this again goes back to them moving kind of fast, is that upon hearing this, Burns says, well, that's crazy that someone would say that you don't have a core self. You totally have a core self. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, you don't know her yet. Yes, yes. You don't yeah, know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly... I, I was thinking exactly that, because when I was watching it, I was reminded of, of what you said and how you liked how Misaki seemed to take the initiative and in trying to change herself and, and taking what Hikaru said at heart. At first, I was not really feeling that, but then as we, I was watching more episodes, I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is good for her. As much as I, w- I would try to shit on her or... Or tried to make bad mouth her. She's trying. I can't hate on her trying to to better herself. So for for Yuki to say that you know you don't need to change or that you don't have no like you don't have a core self. 
I, I yeah, I had that same exact reaction. You gotta slow down, man. Yeah, you I, have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> you don't know how intense Misaki is. Yeah, she's yeah. But hey, on the bright side, if they both had the same level of intensity, maybe it's it means yeah. it's going to work out for them, you know, because yeah, they're kind of evenly matched. Yeah, maybe know? they'll just both like negate each other out, and they can just be normal. Yeah, or something. Um, after the date, we just like a little quick shot of Momo Chan, and she's practicing, and her teacher says, "Like, look, you are old." You're fat. You need to focus and calm down. And it was, uh, look, I don't know anything about the world of ballerinas. Um, I would venture to guess that that's probably that. That kind of language is not too uncommon. No, it is. It is harsh, though. (laughs) No, no, definitely. It doesn't stop it from being harsh. This this reminds me. You told me to ask you this week. Did you watch Restless Creature? You know I didn't. (laughs) You know I didn't watch. (laughs) No, I didn't. I didn't. You should. You you have to watch it um, before Momoka leaves. All right. (laughs) That's your that's your timeline. But yes, I. Uh, as you suspected, it's from my years and years of experience in the ballet. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> is not uncommon to hear this type of thing. That's just the type of uh, dance that ballet is. Is just there's so much like restriction and keeping to the routine. Yeah, it's cutthroat, man. I mean, it 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 really seems like it's a competitive field. Yeah, and what also seems competitive is. Rigo and whatever she is trying to do because we get kind of a well, not kind of it's an uncomfortable scene mm-hmm. uh she meets with that's not her agent right it's a he works at a talent agency or something like that yeah, yeah. and he's like hey so have you thought about doing the bikini shots and she's like yeah but i don't want to and he's like okay well you probably should and it's uh look yet again something else some other industry that I don't know shit about. However, this could really get into the sketchy, predatory I've type of I definitely think so, yeah. The magazine, he said it was a shonen magazine. It was like, I assume it's some, maybe like a Sports Illustrated for younger people, but still older people pick it up because they're creepers. That's what I'm thinking it, it is. And that makes it all the more upsetting. And and uh, I, yeah, definitely skeezed me out with with how he was like, you know, you gotta, you know, I can notice that you're losing weight, and I see you're working really hard. So we need to take any take all the jobs we can. And I'm just like, if she feels uncomfortable with it, she she just like don't force her to do it. And that's a problem with it. I mean, we can debate the existence of magazines like this and say, well, who's the audience? Should they even be made? But if you have someone who is mature enough to make the decision to say, hey, I want to pose in a bikini, then they should. But as you said, the fact that she showed a little bit of hesitation, he's letting her know, you probably should. I mean, even if he's not personally... See, it's hard because even if he personally is not a creep, he's still sort of buying into the system of saying, well, you know, you should do this. You should do this thing. It's not good. You know, it's uh, as a whole, you know, she's hesitant about it. And I think you probably just have to stop it there later on momochan and the boys i might be in the living room i forget but she tells armand that he should wait for her which i thought was kind of cool because 
after the discussion with her teacher, I thought, okay, she's probably gonna have to say, you know, no, sorry, uh, we can't really do anything. But it, so it seems like at least now she's still pretty interested, but she just has to put it on hold for her career, which makes sense. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the fact earlier how she kind of reminds you of Arisa, but a little bit more involved with the house. I, I like that. Um, with this, I think it's fine because, you know, she's it allows for us to cheer her on because we see her. She's interacting with the housemates. And when, with that conversation with her teacher, the main thing that the teacher was trying to tell her, not only is she, is she getting fat, but it seems like that uh, Momoka's maybe losing her the sight of her ultimate goal and like what she needs to do. And, and she kind of strayed off the path in being in the house. So this is her just, you know, telling Armand, like, hey, I'm going to go back on track. So, you know, if you see less of me or if we interact less, this is why. And hopefully, you know, you'll be there waiting for me. It's good to be open like that in situations like these. Later on, we see the cup noodles date with yes. Rico and Hayato, which looked really fun. Dude. This place looked really, really oh, why fun. Why didn't we do this? We, we just got to add it to our bucket list, man. I feel like once per episode, it's, oh, man, we should have done that, you know? We got a whole long list of stuff to do once we go back. Yeah, this looks so much fun. This seems a little bit also like a kid thing also, but I don't give a single fuck. I will be right there with them coloring my own cup noodle cup. When I was a kid, man, I mean, I'm sure we all ate cup noodles to some extent as a kid, or I should say and or as a college student. Yeah. I know I did both. I thought that was like the height of luxury. I'm like, oh, man, it's like this cool Japanese food. And like, I'm a kid. And I'm like, oh, it's so cool. You know, I yeah, had no idea like, how much they I'm so cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm so cultured as like a cool little eight-year-old, like boiling water. And, you know. Did you ever add eggs? Not to cup noodles. No. I did to like the brick ramen. You know, the yeah. one that you would make in a pot. I put in eggs. I put in all sorts of stuff. Like yeah. scallions and stuff. I did it up, man. <laughs> Is that still like a cliche of of college life for a poor college student is ramen? It's gotta be. Yeah. It's gotta be. If you're a college student and you eat cup noodles, uh, send us an email and let us know. <laughs> yeah, let us know. we're very far out of college. <laughs> so they have their cup noodles date. It's awesome. Nothing too crazy, you know. They seem like they had a pretty good time. Rico looked hilarious with all the cup noodle bags around her body. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because they just make like they're like, yeah, I'll make I'll make yours, and then he, uh, uh, Rico was like, okay, then I'll make yours. I'm like, okay, they're only making two, and then the next scene they're just walking down the hall with like eight or ten of them. He has one, and she has like the other five for the other housemates, and that was pretty funny to see. Also, really cute. That's like a cute thing for like. A one-on-one date and then kind of bringing like a souvenir to the rest of the house. After this, they go have dinner and they have a really important discussion as far as their relationship goes. <sighs> yeah, here's one of the bombs. Yeah. So Tadashima basically says, hey, so what kind of things would you do with a boyfriend and what would you not do? And so, you know, she rattles off some things, you know, going to certain places, um... Doing certain things like holding hands was a big one. That was the first thing she brought up. So it basically boils down to he feels like he could do pretty much anything with a girl that he was interested in, even if they weren't officially or they aren't officially a couple. 
And she has these lines that she has drawn in the sand and says, okay, with a boyfriend, I would do X, Y, and Z. But with someone who is not my boyfriend, I wouldn't do these things. And it really seems to change the tone of the rest of the day. I mean, the date is pretty much over at that point. But on the way home, when Hayato is driving, he seems a bit quiet. Rico points it out a couple of times. So, I, you know, I kind of got the feeling like the cogs were sort of turning in his head. Like, okay, we either have to become an official couple or maybe we have to stop. And I couldn't really tell what he was feeling at that point. We find out like later he felt that she shut him out right then and there. And for the first time, I agree with Hayato. It seems that it was like that, especially maybe if for, for me, I would have probably thought that, oh, wait, she's probably trying to draw this line here, trying to shut me out now. So because she has feelings for Yuki and doesn't want us to move any further, uh, you know, she might have a chance. She might she probably thinks she has a chance with Yuki, but I don't agree with how he acted because he shut down like just physically his creepy smile was gone he was quiet and and it just yeah it was it wasn't really a good look i thought you're on a date you know don't jump to this don't jump to this conclusion and then then shut her out i don't think that was a good move i'm with you on the body language he he really changed i mean he he wasn't really like oriented towards her at all i felt like after they had that discussion but I didn't really take it as her saying, well, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. I looked at it as maybe her trying to call his bluff or to sort of force his hand and say, listen, we've been on a couple dates. If you ask me out, I can do these things. But if you don't, I don't want to hold your hand. I don't want to go to a theme park. I don't want to do this or do that. I'm not fully in, in that camp, but that's just something else that I consider. You know, it it didn't seem like a flat out sort of dodging of his affections. I don't know. I guess it could have gone either way. Because when they're talking about it, you know, there's always like the debrief after dates. And Tadashima is talking to Armand and Armand says, well, if it were a friend, like she wouldn't really like talk about it. And so she probably just sees you as a friend, so it might be over. Which I didn't agree with, again, based on what I just said. I I don't think it, it, it was clear that she did not have interest in him. And then when Rico's talking to Misaki, Misaki just says, you should go for it. Which I also don't think is right. It felt like they, they didn't give great advice. And usually, like, the, you know, the person who is sought out for advice is somewhat on the mark. But I feel like Armin and Misaki were just kind of whiffed here with an already sort of contentious relationship. So it, it's pretty volatile. Just to note, I don't, I was only saying that like I can see that's what he was thinking about. I don't think that's actually what Rico was doing Okay. when I was explaining it. I just thought that in his mind, that's what was going on. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on, on what that whole that move was and i also agree with you with the advice that armand gave <laughs> like yeah that I, I i don't think that was a good advice and same with misaki I, I think the advice for both of them should have been talk it out don't just assume and with armand especially i'm like what dots are you connecting here to give this advice it it, it seems so out of left field from armand that 
I don't know. That's why he hasn't really been dating anyone, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. All right, so that concludes 37. So 38, as you said, we see Rico and, and Hayato talking. And yeah, she says, listen, uh, it wasn't a rejection. We weren't on the same page. And, uh, you know, let's kind of take it from here. Yeah. So it's not over with them. So they kind of cleared the air pretty quickly. And then we go back to Mr. Crumpmaster Flex. And we see him uh, practice a routine with uh, with a fellow dancer. Uh, this one was also pretty jarring. I mean, you know, we kind of talked about how unexpected it was. I, I can't. Uh, this is very hard to watch. This is one of those scenes where I just, I, I had to skip through it because it was really hard. <laughs> this is not funny. Like, it really isn't. <laughs> This, this shit is not okay. <laughs> no, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, I figured we'd see him crumping at some point, but like with the dashiki that he yeah. had on. Dude, I, I just like, because I wanted to point it out with like the first episode um, because he was in the intro and a part of the montage of the intro is you can see. <laughs> you see, you see him with you see him from this scene. Well, like the shirt looks like pretty loose, and like I'm sure it's a comfortable shirt to crump in, which is a sentence <laughs> I never thought I would say in my life. But here I am, at 29, saying a sentence like that. Um, oh God, the rest of your life is downhill from now. That's it. I know. Like, I don't know. So yeah, it 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 was jarring. Like, and I don't really have anything else like i can't really explain well why <laughs> all right if you if you won't if you won't then i won't yeah fine yeah so you know we got a taste of what burns does um later on we see him talking to uh misaki and you know they're doing mm-hmm. some flirting over him studying for his driver's test and it's uh you know they, i mean their their attraction is still going strong um yeah. which is nice to see i mean it's not at least at this point, it's not really going as fast as maybe we thought it was. At least right now. I think it was because she was. She kept mm. saying, pass for me. She was just trying to make it like, you should pass so we can go. If, if you don't pass, then we don't go on this date. I looked at that as more of maybe more serious flirting. Where, even if he ended up failing, which, spoiler alert, he does... I don't think she would have been like, oh, well, you're just a big old loser. I can't go out with you now. You know, I kind of just thought it was like a fun sort of flirty motivation for him to pass his test. So they flirt. And then later on, we see Tadashima host Yuki and Armon at his restaurant. His food looks pretty good, man. I can't. I can't take that away from him. I can't. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I can't. You definitely look good as shit. And it was cool that they um, apparently the owner let them let him keep the store open for a little bit longer uh, so they can have the restaurant to themselves and to so he can entertain his two guy friends. And I know I said earlier when I when we were done talking about episode 36 how we didn't really see a whole lot of friend bonding aside from Rico and Misaki, but this is a pretty cool scene, you know? Yeah, they all asked each other what the re- respective love interests and how, how it was going and uh they were planning some stuff out it it wasn't bad if yeah finally we had not that bad of a scene yeah yuki says that he's afraid of being rejected by misaki right because they're like oh just ask her out and he's like what if i get rejected and uh tadashima says that things are kind of at a standstill with riko 
uh, after dinner, uh, next day, we... Or no, it's later that night, right, where Burns comes in and Misaki's there. And he begs for sweet forgiveness because this idiot failed his driver's test. Definitely failed. He, he, he got down on his knees. He, man, he, yeah, he was real sorry. Though, to be fair, I also failed my driver's test the first time I took Same. it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I had a demon of a driving instructor. Oh, man. It was really bad. He yelled at me. Quick story time. The parking test, I was expecting... At this time, they started rolling. At least in Paya, they were starting to roll over where they would knock out the the, parallel parking test. Because if you fail that, then you fail the whole test. They used to do it at the end. where you you, Because the practical exam where you would go out and then you do the parallel parking. But this driving... This PennDOT on Island Avenue... They just, they started doing the parking first because you know if you fail then what's the point in doing everything else right right so 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 as I'm parking this guy would he was like sucking his lips like like the entire Ugh. like a- after like every like gear change and like I was doing things wrong and and like at the end uh I, he gets out and looks and I I like kind of open the door to look and he like sucked his lips at that he's like he was like. Like, he was really mad at everything I was doing. And uh, my tires were on the line. Yeah. And, like, on the inside of the line, too. And he's, and he's like, all right, pull up. And then, so I'm like, okay, oh, are we going on, on, the, uh, on the practical now? And he goes like, no, you failed. And I just oh, start crying. <laughs> I just start crying. And I'm, like, crying in this parking lot. Like, eh. Like just like pulling up, like pulling up back to he's like parking spot, and and he's he and like he was just like Jesus Christ, and he just gets out the car. <laughs> I know they're they're not known for being nice people, but this guy sounds like a special kind of asshole. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I I was like yeah, I was I, I was just in tears. That's pretty like, traumatizing, man. Yeah, I mean, I was like 16, 16 yeah. and a half, I think. Yeah. You're going like to being 17, so I, I think it's still pretty old to like cry like that. But it was just like how like, because I really wanted my license because I remember I I had like, my friends went to go somewhere like, yeah, I'll drive us like to the shores on like, yeah, and I was just like, instead of just me crying in an Island Avenue PennDOT. Hey, Felix, can we go to the shore now? But nice enough, I actually ended up taking it like a couple months later. And I told my driving instructor at this new, at the one like right by me, uh, that what happened. And he was like, that is awful. And then he just walked me step by step on how to parallel park. Oh like, man, right, you got stop. those brownie points. Yes, man. yes, yes, yes. And then, and then he was just like, and then I pl- uh, passed with like flying colors. Yeah. Nice. Well, congrats, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those tears were not uh, were for not for naught. So <laughs> when I took my my test, I'll try to keep it quick because I'm sure our listeners love hearing about our failed drivers' test. <laughs> um, I'm sure some of them do. Yeah. Uh, the parallel parking part for me was really easy, and I didn't even like pull all the way in. Like I backed in, and I was like maybe three quarters of the way in, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, that's yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good." I'm like, "All right, cool." So I failed on the actual driving part of it. Oh, what? Really? I did everything wrong. I was driving with one hand. I flew through a yellow. I made a wide-ass turn. And, like, I mean, that's how I kind of had been driving. And is it great? No. But I, you know, because I felt so comfortable with driving. 
So I took the test and I forgot, okay, you know, because back then it was like hands at 10 and 2. Now it's, it's what like, is it now? It's not 10 and 2. It's something No, dumb, no, it's right? lower because of airbags. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. What is that? 3? Four, th- 4 and three 8? Or and something eight. like just yeah, below, yeah. Three and, you know. Yeah. So I'm doing all this <laughs> stuff wrong. And I like I kind of knew that I was fucking up, but I'm like, yeah, it's probably okay. So we pull back in, and I'm like, so how did I do? And he and he just read everything off. He's like, well, if you want to know, and he was like, you, fl- you know, you flew through the yellow, you made a wide turn, you da da da, you didn't have your hands, and so you didn't get like, I got, the rundown. Like, yeah, basically- I got so many points because you know in PA it's you know it, it's like a point, and like if you get 31 points. Or no, you can get up to 31 points. So, like, each violation is, like, four points or eight points. So, at least it used to be if you fail the parallel parking part, that was 32 points. So, it's not even just, like, zero. It's, like, no, you have minus one. Like, get fucked. <laughs> I didn't you know, know that. Yes. <laughs> they really just like to rub it in. So. <laughs> so, you, like, nailed it. So, you're at maximum points. with. Like, I had, like. 90 something points like uh, all the shit like he read off and i was like there's no way but then i you know i went back the next week and i i killed it like i got perfect i got a perfect score so uh <laughs> you know and we're both very good licensed drivers now so yes. that's the point of that yeah with okay so terrace house right <laughs> um all right uh so after burns pleads for forgiveness she's like you know just take me somewhere and he's like all right yeah cool i'll pass it and we'll go out uh, now we see Momo-chan because she has her competition. So she wakes up and she has coffee and I mean, her dance looked good. And yeah, as no, I've said like many times before, I don't know shit about ballet. Yeah. Um, she said she needed to get in the top three, right? To place. Yes, um, and she got sixth, right? Sixth, yes. Yeah. She looked really sad. Like when they were beginning to announce the, like the placements, because they started with 10, she looked like she knew she fucked up. And I felt it's, really bad for her. Oh, uh, yeah, I know she did, but I was so hoping. I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like, because then they're like 10, 9, 8, 7. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's definitely like third and then six. I'm like, ah, damn. I know. And she, she, she looked destroyed. Yeah, what a letdown, man. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, so she goes home, you know, they're all talking about it. And she's like, yeah, I didn't place top three. However,. She got an offer to turn pro. Yes. Mm-hmm. So good job, Momo-chan. Yes. She accomplished her goal somewhat. You know, she's yes. going to be pro, and that's pretty cool. With the, your whole Arisa comparison, this is where it differs. We see a lot of Momoka trying. With Arisa, she would just come back to the house late, and we never saw her, like, really. We saw, like, two or three shots of her, like, working on her hatch store. But with yeah. Momoka, we see her training in, in, in her studio, and then we saw this competition. It, it was nice following along with that. So there's no real disconnect there. And not only that, but we see her struggles. Where with Arisa, we didn't really get a sense that she was struggling. I mean, she was kind of concerned about like building a display thing. But with Momo-chan, her whole career was on the line here. Yeah. And that always endears, I think, a viewer to a character. With You know, because... You, like you said, I mean, you have always said it, you pick someone to root for. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's really in effect here for Momo-chan. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's that, that's still awesome that she got a an offer. Yeah, that is really cool. Uh, this episode ends with Misaki's birthday. 
Oh, and man, so, so they yeah this is yeah it's yeah it's something uh <laughs> so they surprise her uh burns is going to town and blowing up those balloons like when the scene starts <laughs> yeah, he yeah. is man he is all up in that helium yeah they wish her a happy birthday he gets her a nice dress from a store that he likes and like oh try it on she tries it on it looks nice so Seemed like a pretty good gift. I mean, he seemed like he had a pretty good eye for that dress. Eh, eh, all right. You weren't a fan. I was not a fan of that dress, no. 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 It didn't look like shit. That's kind of like <laughs> the extent of my <laughs> judgment. Okay. Like, I mean, well, I mean, with most clothes, to be honest, it's like, if you don't look like you just like walked out of, uh, you know, I don't know. It looked okay for me, yeah. you know, for me. But this episode ends, so we got Burns and Misaki one-on-one in the living room. And it's, uh, this is what, I mean, look, we, we have been talking about this moving kind of fast for these past three episodes. It really just ramps up. I mean, he, it just, like, pedal to the floor right here. Um, you know, like they're... Burnout 3. Just, yeah, man. Just, just, <laughs> just full speed ahead. Holy shit. Um, so they're talking, and... You know, they want to make plans from earlier. You know, she says, like, look, like, get your license, but also, like, don't wait. Just, like, I want to go out with you somewhere, so take me out somewhere. And he goes, okay. And then he comes right out. He says, hey, I like you, which is much earlier than we've seen anyone else confess. And he, the way that he said it, too, I guess it was him trying to act cool or confident. I don't know, the smug look on his face or just how he said it. He just... I wrote in my notes, corny ass Yuki. Like, <laughs> he was just, I don't know what he was thinking. Like, you, you thought he would have take, like, taken a page out of, like, his housemate, or his, like, yeah, his housemate's uh, books with, like, th- how Tashima is, like, you know, working on it slowly and, and Armand was with, like, Arisa or Momoka. Like, it, it's a buildup. To be fair, though, even if he was cognizant of how they were handling things, they didn't really seem to have any positive results, at least as That's far as, as they were concerned. So yeah, even if he right. was aware, maybe he was like, you know what? These guys are real slow. I'm going to give her the Burns look. <laughs> I'm going to crump my way into her heart, baby. And oh, he does it. Burns and, uh, yeah. Oh, God. We lead into something even worse. So he gives her a look, and she, you know, she's taken back. I mean, it's not too surprising, right, that mm-hmm. he has feelings for her. Um, she definitely wasn't expecting him, though. No, no, no. And this is a part of, like, even though we felt like she was kind of moving fast, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, this, this again, was, like, pedal to the floor fast. And he goes in for a kiss, which I didn't think was <laughs> that bad at first. And then yeah. he's kind of like... You know, she pushes him away, not, like, too forcefully, but then he's kind of, like, hovering over her. Yeah, like, while she's, like, like, on the the floor and couch, just, like, cornered, and he's just right on top of her. Yeah. This was bad. This was really bad. I didn't feel as bad about this as the Uchinori first kiss attempt, where he, like, tried to, like, lift her chin up in front of... You know, the other female yeah. housemates. Um, I didn't feel as bad. Like, I like I wasn't like, oh, man. 
you know, he probably shouldn't have been hovering over her, you know, again, to go in for it, like, given everything, I was like, okay, you know, he, he, you know, he took his shot, he didn't grab her or anything, you know, he, like, he leaned in, but she was very clearly, like, not ready. I mean, once she kind of pushed away, or, or, or she definitely was feeling uncomfortable, you can't deny that. I just mean that initial, like, when he tried to lean in, like, that in of itself, I was like, okay. Yeah, you you're know. you're shooting your shot, but right. you got shot down, and yeah. you should stop. And he just kept saying, "Oh, just on the forehead, no, no, just on, just on the fore, just on, just on the fore, forehead, just on the fore." And I'm like, "Bro, it's should just like, just get out, like just stop, like, oh man, I, I, yeah." And you know he didn't want to kiss her on the forehead, like yeah, you fucking know not. he didn't. That's of a thing. I'm like, you not. lying motherfucker. Like, no, yeah, no, because yeah, it was just him trying to like, oh, this is my alternate route. This is his backup plan. Like, so people don't think I'm too crazy. It's a consolation prize for him, right? Yeah, He's like, that's... oh, no, oh no, just kidding, bro. It's just yeah. a prank, bro. <laughs> just a uh, prank, bro. A forehead kiss, bro. Come on, bro. Uh, We're cool, right, oh, bro? What I should kiss my own ass? Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so she says, no, like, basically, I'm not ready. This is worse than the dashiki. Yeah, un- like, it somehow <laughs> is worse than the dashiki. Uh, he says, okay, well, let's, let's go back in the kitchen. And she goes, oh, no, you, you can go. And he, um, you know, the way he left, like, he got up and left. And his it seemed face. like he was just being really pouty about it. Was he being pouty? I thought he was more like, hey, yeah, see you later, babe. That's how I like. Oh, really? Yeah, I I thought it was a smug look. I don't know. Um, and that's how I took it. I, and I just like, that's pretty fresh in my mind. I don't I don't know. Maybe we should go back and rewatch <laughs> it. But that's how I took it. I was just like, you piece of shit. Like, that's. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna put it back on while you while we we're doing the MVP and MVL. Okay. So I'll let you know. Speaking of which, uh, I mean, did you have anything else? As I said at the end of uh, our discussion of 36, like it's still like it's not great. Like I no, kind of no, like no. I finished these three and I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just leaves uh, a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So I'm done. I'm done with it all. Screw it. And to be done with it all, we end every episode with a segment we like to call MVP slash MVL, uh, most valuable person slash loser, Jim. Oh boy. Um, or do you want me to go? No, 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 no. Um, MVP. Let's go with Momo Chan. Okay. You know she was pretty transparent when it came to Armon. She was direct. She still, you know, she indicated her interest in him still. I mentioned I love seeing people go for something. And she didn't quite get what she wanted. And she partially got what she wanted. And I'm happy for her. So good for her. Uh, MVL, there were a lot of losers this this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go with Yuki. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For, like, some practical reasons, like, he failed his driver's test. <laughs> but, and look, that's not the worst, you know, that's not a death sentence or anything. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and, and the whole, like, it was jarring to see, you know, that, like, very intense crumping. Not holding that against him. But the end of 38 was just like, all right, man, like, you tried to make that weird save. It didn't work. Uh, he just kind of, um, he's an interesting sort of guy, you know. I had, like... Highish hopes, but he's getting off to a 
pretty bad start mm-hmm. so far. Like when I look at these episodes as a whole. Yeah. So sorry, Burns. What about you? Uh, basically the same. MVP. I had Momoka. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly from what I said from from the very beginning of the show, investing into somebody, and she was definitely somebody that I was putting some stock into because. I was cheering her on. I was like, yeah, I want her to go pro and super happy that she went pro. She was, she seemed very hardworking. Uh, also the thing with Armand too, I thought that was pretty smooth for somebody who doesn't have too much uh, experience with, uh, with uh, guys. And yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely liked, liked her. I was also going to say Rico, but you know, because it's stuff still seems to be up in the air with her, uh, her and, uh, Hayato, I, I was kind of like putting that. That kind of let Momoka take the lead. Yeah, and um, MVL was <laughs> your main man, your main man, uh, Yuki Barnes, because Crump like, Master was, Flex, Crump, Crump Master Flex, crumping for Christ. Uh, that... <laughs> <laughs> You're a charitable dance group, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so that that end scene, and that put that put it over the edge. All right, so real quick before the social media stuff, I'm watching it right now. Okay. Oh, God, man. Oh, you can hear it. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. You know, it was kind of smug. <laughs> it was a little bit smug, which makes it worse. Yes, yes, I know. That's oh, why. Oh, shit. Uh, take, hold that L, Yuki Barnes. Hold that L. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, okay. Yeah. Dude, I'm not. This the whole house is not looking too good. <laughs> no, it's this is, not. No. This is. Oh my god. This is uh, oh. man. And dude, ever since Hansan left. Yeah. Yeah. This is certainly a low point. They have no leader, and it devolves into uh, the Crumping Show featuring child star Yuki Barnes, Burns, <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, some social media stuff. Please visit welcometotouristhouse.com. That will link you to our Simplecast website. I am working on a website. I know I keep saying that, but uh, I'm starting to finalize it. So, maybe in the next couple of weeks, we will have a new look on our uh, website. Uh, also, there you can find our social media links. Twitter, I am starting to use now. I'm, there's a couple funny uh, Twitter pages do- devoted to like funny screen caps and, and, you know, I've been retweeting them. So please give us a follow on there next. Please subscribe on all. We're on all your favorite podcasting, listening apps, iTunes, Spotify, uh, podcast addict, any of that. So please give us a sub so you can keep updated with us there. Uh, last but not least, if you can please share with your friends, we're getting a lot of people into Tara's house, and it seems to be spreading, so uh, hopefully you can spread this show along with it, because I feel this show is a really good aid for people who've watched it and want to rewatch this uh, series or whatever series we're discussing at that time, and I believe it's just, yeah, just a really good aid, because three episodes a week is not, not too bad, so. Well said, well said. Oh, review on iTunes, please. Yes, please. Please, 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 please. please. That, that, that helps us. <laughs> that helps us out immensely. Uh, the ones that we got on there, thank you so so much. So yes. it, it's we've gotten some really nice reviews that just melts our hearts. I'll beg till the end of time, man. Yeah, yeah please definitely. do it. Please, please, please. help us out, please, sir. Please, please. I'll crump for you. I want some more crump for you. <laughs> <laughs> right, a bit of Oliver Twist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God.
God. Yeah, so please review us for that. Oh, man. Five stars for that. Thank you. And Jim, why don't you bring it home? All right, folks. You just listened to episode 14 of Tourist House, where we covered episodes 36 through 38 of Terrace House. Please join us next week for our 15th episode, where we will cover episodes 39 through 41 of Terrace House. Yeah, we're getting there. I know, I know. We got three more, man, in this season. As always, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this is Jim. This is Felix. Take care, everyone. Crump. Thank <laughs> you.